Hey there, it's Clay with ModernLove.life where we help you get the great loving relationship that you're looking for without having to play mind games, without having to play hard to get, and without having to pretend to be someone or something that you're not because I believe that you deserve to be loved for the person that you are. And if you agree with me, give this video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel if you're not already. Also, if you wanna get a little bit more guidance or strategy or tips or um, technique and tactics on how to get back together with your ex or how to get the relationship that you want, please make sure that you're on our newsletter over at relationshipinnergame.com or consider signing up for our course called the X Solution Program Course, which you can find out more about over at modernlove.life ESP. Anyway, today we're gonna to be talking about when is it too late to get back together with your ex? And this can be a difficult question to answer. I've spent a lot of time in this space and I've seen a lot of people default to what I call breakup math. And uh, you know, you may hear about things like this, like, oh, it takes one month for every year that you are together in order to get over a relationship. And I just want you to know that that's not necessarily true. I mean, if you spent even more than a few minutes thinking about this, you should be able to understand that a breakup um, is going to affect each person in a different way. It's gonna affect each person in a unique way. Some people are gonna be able to bounce back very quickly. Other people are going to take longer to heal emotionally and to feel better about uh, taking their life in another direction. And to simply imply that, oh, you were together for five years, therefore it's gonna take five months, does not account for individual um, individual needs and individual emotional states of being. And so don't try to think that there's any sort of thing like breakup math that's going to govern whether or not um, your window of opportunity, if you even want to call it that, is closed or still open because breakup math is not, uh, not something that I think that you should preoccupy yourself with or concern yourself with. In fact, I've seen people get back together after, um, you know, much longer than, than what breakup math might tell you uh, might take them. In fact, I'm actually friends with another breakup coach um, named Eddie Corbano, who helps people get over their breakups. Um, and he, you know, we were talking about stuff once, and um, he told me that, that he'd, he absolutely abhors this whole idea of breakup math um, because it's just not true. He said that he had a, he had a client once who, um, was still hung up on his ex 30 years later um, that he had back when he was in, in university or something like that. So, um, you know, clearly I don't think that he was together with that ex for what would breakup math dictate? 360 years or something like that. I don't think that he was together with her for 360 years. So, um, you know, it definitely, <laughs> you can't use breakup math in order to justify whether somebody's moved on or not. And this brings us to the next point, which is about moving on. I know that people want to know whether or not their ex has moved on, has my ex moved on, and all of that, as if this is somehow an indication of whether or not you still have a chance. And I want to make this clear, and that's that you actually want your ex to move on. You want your ex to move on from the breakup, from the pain that they are feeling as the result of the breakup and the relationship that they had with you that failed or didn't work out for any number of reasons. You want your ex to move on. That way, 
when you are able to come back together and to reconnect with them, you're not interacting with them in a place where they're panicked, where they're desperate, where they are um, emotionally shaken, where they are upset, where they are having a really hard time dealing with and coping with the breakup that the two of you had. You want to be able to actually form a real emotional connection with them, not where they're just reacting to phantoms of the past, if you may call it that. So it's actually really important um, that both you and your ex move on so that the two of you are actually able to, at some point in the future, if you want to get back together with your ex, I just saw we had a comment from somebody who says they'll never get back together with their ex, that's great. We all have to make our own choices. Um, but if you do want to get back together with your ex, you want to make sure that um, the two of you aren't just sort of responding and reacting to one another from a deeply irrational and emotional place, but that you're actually able to form a significant and authentic connection with one another that isn't based off of the past. It's not based off of things of that nature. Um, the next thing that I want to talk about is the idea of it being too late. So when is it actually too late? Um, it's too late when feelings of resentment and bitterness start to form in your own like emotional body to the point where you're one of those people that's like, I hate my ex, my ex is like the worst person in the world, my ex is a jerk, my ex is more colorful terms that maybe I don't want to use on this particular recording. Um, and when that happens, really the, the hurt and the pain that you have gone through, you've clung to it and you've been unable to release it to the point that it has sort of, I guess, just attached itself to you and hardened itself to you into a form of bitterness and resentment. And it's really sad because I see a lot of people in the comments who, you know, subscribe to me at one point or another and then they end up posting some sort of angry diatribe about, oh my goodness, I can't believe you're making a video about exes, like exes are worse, the, 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 my, my ex is the most evil person in the world. And I mean, sure, maybe your ex is a terrible person, but at one point or another, you didn't see them that way. And if your ex really is a terrible person, either it means that you're a poor judge of character, or it means that you have just let those feelings of pain and hurt calcify into feelings of resentment and bitterness that you're probably carrying with you like a ghost from one relationship to the next and it's haunting each relationship as you continue to become a more and more bitter and more and more resentful person and i don't want that for you because that's not what relationships need to be like you don't need to be bitter you don't need to be resentful if you are willing to let go of the pain and willing to move on from your prior experiences with your ex or with any other um, less than satisfactory outcome in your relationship life. Um, another time when things might not work out is when you realize that you and your ex are incompatible for any number of reasons. And incompatibility, you know, it's not a bad thing. It's not, it's not that there's anything wrong with being incompatible with another person. It's not like we all need to get along with one another. We all need to be able to come together and form a great, wonderful relationship with whoever we end up going out on a date with or whoever we end up interacting with. That's absolutely fine. Um, but if you have come to accept your ex as the person that they are, and you've come to understand what you're looking for in a partner and a relationship, and you're able to see that there's a strong disconnect between the two, and you're able to say, hey, that's just not the kind of person that I want to be in a relationship with. 
without necessarily becoming resentful or bitter or hate-filled or spiteful or anything like that, then that's another sign that, you know, it's probably too late for things to work out. And that's okay because we have a car alarm going off here. Um, and that's okay because not everybody needs to be in a relationship with somebody else. Not every relationship is going to be productive and healthy and be the kind of thing that I would recommend that people go after and pursue in their life. Um, another time when it could become too late to get back together with your ex is if your ex is genuinely looking for a good relationship or if you're genuinely looking for a good relationship but the other person in that equation um, has become so jaded and so cynical from prior experiences that they believe that the only way to get a good relationship is if they play mind games, if they're willing to, you know, think that, hey, having a great connection is not what's important in a relationship, but playing hard to get is what's important. Or it's not about the strength of our emotional character and connection that we have with one another, but it's about whoever cares the least controls the relationship or things of that nature. Because once that happens, then a certain sense of jadedness and cynicism starts to wash over you and you lose touch with the actual ability to create an emotional connection. And if that's what you are, if that's where you're at emotionally, but your ex wants a genuine connection, or if that's where your ex is at emotionally, but you want a genuine connection, then there's a fundamental incompatibility between the two of you that's probably going to be a lot to overcome. Now, that being said, if, uh, if, if you do want to get back together with your ex, I've come to experience that you really can't say if there if somebody still has a chance if somebody doesn't have a chance if there's still some way to make it work if there's not some way to make it work i have seen a lot of extreme situations over the years and i've seen a lot of people who have been in what i would consider to be very difficult situations um where you know maybe in the back of my mind i'm thinking oh wow this is totally not going to work out but that person because they know what they want, because they're willing to go after it, because that person and them are actually um, compatible with one another, they're able to move forward and they're able to actually get back together, even though it might seem like the deck is stacked against them. So, I mean, I wouldn't really put too much value or too much stock in when somebody says, yeah, this is hopeless or you still have a chance or anything like that, but because really the main fundamental factor is you. Because when you want to get back together with your ex, you're probably going to face challenges. You're probably going to face setbacks. You're probably going to face difficult times where things are not always smooth. They're not always going to be easy. They're not always going to be effortless. Um, if that has been your experience, then you probably don't need to learn how to get back together with your ex. You just go and do it. Um, but you are going to be challenged, most likely in some capacity or another. And if you hit that challenge and you say, you know what, this, this is too hard, my chances are zero, I'm going to give up, that's fine. It doesn't mean that you're a wrong person or that there's anything bad about you or anything like that. But you're probably not going to get back together with your ex. At the same time, if you hit those challenges and you're willing to persevere through them and find a way to navigate around them, then you're probably going to be much more likely to actually get to the other side of that challenge and get back together with your ex. Now, this doesn't mean that everybody should try to get back together with their ex. This doesn't mean that everybody should keep trying forever. Um, oftentimes, 
I like to look at it this way. If you're not making any progress with your ex over a period of, let's just say, three to six months, um, it's not that your situation is hopeless, but it's when I would step in as somebody who wants to see you in a great relationship and tap you on the shoulder and say, hey, something that you're doing here isn't really working. It doesn't seem to be yielding any sort of results. Now, maybe there's something that you're doing that's in your approach that's not really the best thing that you could be doing, or maybe there's something that, uh, that, that you might want to consider, and that's that maybe this isn't actually going to take you anywhere, and you might want to consider closing this chapter of your life and moving on to something else. Because I know that nobody wants to sit there and be, you know, the person that's longing after their ex, you know, years or, you know, even longer after that train has already left the station. I know that you don't want to do that. But again, you don't have to worry about that if you're constantly checking in with yourself, constantly saying, hey, is this something I want to do? If it is, great. If it's not, then I can stop doing it. Because you can always change your mind. You, you're not locked into becoming, you know, that desperate person that's clawing at the door, unable to get it to open. You're not locked into that for the rest of your life. You can always change your mind. You can always have a new opinion. You can always choose to take your life in a different direction. There's no finality here. The only reason that that sort of decision would seem anxiety-inducing is if you believe that it was the last decision that you were ever going to make and that you didn't have the power to revise your, your, your opinions, to revise your thoughts, to revise that decision at some point in the future when it made, you know, it may make more sense to say, okay, maybe I don't want to get back together anymore, or hey, maybe I want to give this another shot again. So don't necessarily look at this as if it's some sort of like black and white thing. It absolutely isn't. There, it's totally possible to shift your opinion, to shift your, your perspective on this, to shift that decision either on or off, um, either towards getting back together or not getting back together, and then back again. Whatever makes sense for you and your situation, that's really what you need to understand as uh, you're the main driving force behind this, not some person on YouTube that's telling you, yes, you absolutely have a chance, or no, you have zero chance whatsoever, because, um, there's, there's so many factors, it's impossible for anyone to really write anyone off 100%. That's what I've learned over the years. So anyway, I know this has been a long buildup, a, a long talk here that we've had, but I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you found it helpful. And if you like what we're doing, please give this video a thumbs up and please consider subscribing to this channel if you're not already. If you want a little bit more guidance or advice, please check out our newsletter over at relationshipinnergame.com or if you'd like to sign up for our course, you can do that over at modernlove.life slash ESP. Links to all of those are going to be down in the description box below. But with that being said, let's see what folks are talking about in the chat section. Um, as always, Clay, I'm here waiting for your advice. Well, thank you very much, Amira. Uh, thank you so much, and keep up the good work. Thanks. Hello, Clay. Hello, Clay. Just hello, guys. Um, let's see. We have someone who says, I'll never get back together with my ex. She is literally a crazy bipolar alcoholic with major narcissistic tendencies. Yeah, so um, if that's the kind of person that you have in your life and that you're attracting into your life, you need to stop and look at the kind of standards that you're setting for the kinds of women that you're willing to date and be in a relationship with. 
Um, know what you're willing to go for in a relationship and also know what you're not willing to put up with. If you don't want to be in a relationship with somebody who's an alcoholic or a narcissist or bipolar or whatever other conditions your uh, ex may have, then you don't have to date those people. You really don't. I mean, like, I, I see a lot of comments from time to time that say things like, well, what if my ex has this mental illness or that mental illness or this psychological condition or something like that? And, you know, that's fine if you want to date somebody with those conditions, but you have to accept that person as the person that they are. You have to accept that if you're going to date somebody with narcissistic personality disorder, that you're going to be in a relationship with somebody who has narcissistic personality disorder. And you're going to have to live with the consequences of being in a relationship with somebody who has narcissistic personality disorder. So educate yourself on what that is, what it looks like, what the consequences of that might be, and then say, hey, is this something that I want for myself? Is this something that, I'm, that I really want to go with? If it is, that's okay. It's your life. You can choose that. But if that's not something that you want to put up with, if that's not the kind of relationship that you want, nobody's making you do that. You can choose to say, hey, you have narcissistic personality disorder. That's fine. I hope you get that taken care of in some way. I hope you see a psychologist to work through that or something. But uh, that's just not the kind of relationship that I'm looking for right now. So um, don't take it personal, although I'm sure you will because you have narcissistic personality disorder, but I'm not wanting to be in a relationship with you. Uh, and so, you know, just, you, you don't have to do this. You really don't. Uh, if you want to be in a relationship with somebody who loves you, then all you have to do is just filter out all the people that don't love you. If you want to be in a relationship with somebody who respects you, you just have to filter out the people that don't respect you. If you want to be in a relationship with somebody who's emotionally available, filter out the people that are emotionally unavailable. You, you don't have to settle for less than what you want. I know that oftentimes people are filled with a sort of scarcity thinking when it comes to relationships. It's like, oh, this is the only person that I can get, or it's been so long since the last time I've been on a date, I need to just jump on this next thing uh, that comes my way, even though it may not be what I want, or even though it may not seem like the kind of relationship that I really envision myself in. But you really don't have to do that. Because I promise you this, I promise you that it is better to be completely alone than to be in a relationship with the wrong person. Because when you're in the relationship with the wrong person, you are closed off to being in a relationship with the right person. You are closed off from meeting and dating the right person. Unless, of course, that right person is okay with the idea of cheating or okay with the idea of things like that. And, you know, last I checked, that wasn't something that most people really wanted in a relationship with somebody else, is somebody who's cheating and okay with it and all that stuff. So you, you, you've got to think about this. Um, it's okay to walk away from, from people and things. It's okay to not want to be in a relationship with somebody uh, for any major reason, like, you know, psychological conditions, but also for any just arbitrary reason as well, too. If you just don't want to be in a relationship with somebody, that's okay. And it doesn't have to be because they did something terrible. It doesn't have to be because they're an awful person. It can just be because you don't want to be in a relationship with somebody else. You don't need to necessarily justify your choices or your actions or anything like that. All that matters is what you want 
and if what you want is to not be in a relationship with a particular person, whether or not that person has some sort of, you know, major personality issues or not, that's totally okay. But, you know, let them down nice. Don't just ghost them. And uh, do what you can be to be as kind and as compassionate as possible while you're letting them down. Okay, what else are folks talking about in the comments section? Um, somebody says they also just got dumped by a, by a bipolar, alcoholic, narcissistic personality person as well too. I don't, I, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe there's some of that going around, I don't know. Um, is it too late when she is pregnant with another guy? Um, just depends, depends. Uh, if, if that's something that she, uh, is she really trying to make it work with that guy? Do they have like a strong relationship and an emotional connection? Um, you know, I'm not gonna say that it's impossible for the two of you to, to not come together. I'm not gonna say that that is impossible because it really depends on what you want and what she wants. And if what you want and what she wants is to be together, then that's all it really takes for a relationship to happen. Really, <laughs> Getting back together with somebody is just a matter of two people agreeing to be in a relationship with one another. And I mean, chances are y'all probably want to be in a relationship with your ex, otherwise you wouldn't be watching this video, um, which is one half of the equation. So all that's really standing between you and getting back together is just one person's decision. And that person can decide yeah, I want to be in a relationship with you. It doesn't matter how long it's been. They can decide that. It doesn't matter um, how much hurt feelings there are. They can decide that. It doesn't matter all the other circumstances. It doesn't matter if they're pregnant with somebody else's child. It doesn't matter if they're whatever. They can always decide to end whatever they have, to wrap it all up, and to be in a relationship with you. That's all it is. It's a decision. And you can help somebody to decide to be with you by how you bring yourself to the interaction, by how you talk to them, by how you interact with them, by how your uh, by your way of being, and by that I mean the the thoughts and emotions that you are thinking and feeling as you're going about your day and as you're going about interacting with them. These are things that can influence a person to choose to want to be with you or choose to not want to be with you. So anyway, I hope that helps you out. Let's see, what else are folks talking about? I uh, wouldn't mind talking to her. This is the person with the narcissistic, alcoholic, bipolar ex. I wouldn't mind talking to her though, but she won't do it because I know how she truly is and I can see right through her BS. Um, yeah, I mean, ultimately it's her choice if she wants to talk to you or not. Uh, you can sometimes change that based off of how you bring yourself and how you talk to her and how you initiate contact with her. But ultimately, if she has a choice of being closed off to you right now, which from what I understand about narcissistic personality disorder, it kind of comes and goes in waves where they're like really warm and open to um, interacting with you and talking to you. And then they gain some sort of sense of power or something like that um, from locking you out and, uh, and all of that stuff and making you out to be a terrible person. Um, so at least that's my understanding. I am by no means an expert on narcissistic personality disorder. Uh, I've never claimed to be. <laughs> um, if you really want to understand narcissistic personality disorder, I would recommend 
reading up on it, finding people who are experts on it, and uh, talking to them. Um, let's see. Want to watch, but I'm at work. Well, hopefully you can catch the replay. Uh, we just had a super chat come in. So let's get to that. Where did it go? There it is down there. Uh, Drake says, my ex said that we are talking too much and said that she only looks at me like a friend and doesn't feel attracted to me after a great time together uh, with warmth at a party. Could this be a positive pullback? Yeah, it absolutely could be a positive pullback. Um, what, 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 what I'm seeing here is your ex says that you talk together too much. So, I mean, there, there's a couple of things that could be going on here. First of all, thank you very much for the super chat. Um, but, but there's a couple of things that I think could be going on here. First is that maybe your ex is trying to be polite and there's something about the dynamic between the two of you that's actually not enjoyable to her and she's just trying to be polite instead of actually just directly telling you what she's thinking and feeling. She's um, just kind of tiptoeing around it. And it's unfortunate that people don't have great communication all the time. Um, I like to do my best to help people and to guide them towards having better communication, but unfortunately, a lot of people uh, just don't have great communication. So that could potentially be one thing. So you might want to replay uh, the interaction and say, okay, maybe I thought it was really great and enjoyable, but maybe she might have interpreted it another way. Like if I put myself in her position, if I imagine that I'm her, are there, is there a way that that might have been non-enjoyable? Maybe there's some aspect that I'm not thinking about, or maybe I you know, maybe said something without considering her opinion or something like that. And the other possibility is that, yeah, it could absolutely be a positive pullback. Um, what happens is as we start to have positive interactions with our exes, we start to move towards the possibility of getting back together with them. And, um, you know, I'm sure that's great for you, but um, <clears throat> for a lot of times our exes are just approaching this idea of interacting with us, of spending time with us, of talking to us as really just an intellectual experiment. It's just, you know, fun. It's just, you know, what, what, what harm could it be to just talk to you at a party, right? Um, but then when they start to have great interactions, their mind starts to say, what's this leading up to? Are we gonna get back together? Are we dating? Does he think that we're dating? Did I, did I, are we dating? I don't know. And then they start to ask themselves all these questions that they may not feel prepared for. And so what they do is they do these positive pullbacks to try and slow things down a little bit. Sometimes it's like we mentioned in a, in a previous video. I'll go ahead and link to that up in the corner there on positive pullbacks. Um, but sometimes it's like, like we talked about where they're trying to compare the version of you that they broke up with with the version of you that they're seeing that's enjoyable to be with and they're not sure which one to put their trust in. But other times it can be when they're barreling towards the possibility of the two of you getting back together and it's kind of too much too fast and so they want to put their foot on the brakes to kind of slow it down. And so in either case, um, the, the main thing that you want to do is to keep their focus on the present moment, keep their attention on the present moment. Of course, you want to keep your focus and your attention on the present moment too. Um, so that the two of you can have good interactions and good um, connections with one another to really build up that emotional foundation between the two of you. And as you do this, you know, you're going to get a stronger emotional foundation. 
And once that foundation is strong enough, once your ex's mind starts to drift towards these questions of the future, there'll be enough emotional solid ground beneath them to the point where they're able to say, you know, yeah, maybe we should date again. Maybe we should consider getting back together. Maybe we should, um, you know, think about a relationship or something like that. But again, it's all based on the quality of the emotional connection. Don't, worry, don't try and rush it to look or seem a certain way, but instead be willing to take things slow. Focus on the emotional connection and see where that takes you. Um, if it is a positive pullback because she's comparing the version of you that she thinks that you are versus the version of you that, that showed up there, of course you also want to just continue to show up in future interactions with her as that um, better and improved version of you so that she really understands that she's not walking back into the same relationship and the same dynamic that she walked out of in the first place. That will allow her to decrease the amount of trust that she has in the negative version of you and increase the trust that she has in the positive version of you. Um, and over enough time and with enough consistency that'll really bring the two of you closer together and really build up that emotional foundation so that once she starts to really think about these questions, that's what will um, really help her to make the right choice moving forward. Anyway, guys, I got to get going and get ready for another uh, group coaching session here in a little bit. But thanks so much for tuning in. Be sure to hit that like button if you haven't already. And uh, be sure to subscribe to the channel if you want to get more videos and notifications next time we go live. But uh, if you want to get more advice, guidance, tips, strategies, etc., please make sure that you're also on our newsletter over at relationshipintergame.com. And uh, if you feel so inclined and you want to sign up for our course, you can go ahead and do that over at modernlove.life slash ESP. Links to all of those and my social media things and all that are down in the description below. Anyway, take care. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow.